Good afternoon, and welcome to Mini Hands with Montoya. Today, I want to talk to everyone about radial longitudinal deficiency, formerly known as radial club hand. Radial club hand is outdated terminology, but you will still see it in many textbooks and occasionally hear it in the hospital setting. I have chosen this diagnosis as a start of this mini-series on mini hands because radial longitudinal deficiency is associated with hypoplastic thumbs, and since my capstone dives into orthosis fabrication for thumb polycization, which takes place for three different classifications of thumb hypoplasia, I wanted to lay the groundwork for a commonly associated condition. So, what is radial longitudinal deficiency? It is a congenital condition that occurs by chance where the radius or bone is shortened or simply just gone. No one knows its exact occurrence, but it can be anywhere from 1 in 30,000 to an estimated 1 in 100,000 live births. It includes a spectrum of abnormalities and varies on the presentation of the kiddo's thumb, their metacarpal joint, scaphoid, trapezium, and their radius. Typically, there is ulnar involvement and it's involved and usually grows to only about 60% of its normal length. Now, imagine having an entire bone missing from your forearm or even both your forearms. Even muscles and nerves can be missing. And on top of that, your ulna is short leaving you with an often short and curved forearm. A kid with this diagnosis needs to have a complete physical workup due to other syndromes that will be closely monitored by physicians. These syndromes can include, but are not limited to, congenital heart disease, congenital scoliosis, and blood dyscrasias. So if you see a kiddo and they present with this short curved forearm, you automatically know that they're followed by a physician or you can inquire to see if they are being closely followed by a physician or their pediatrician in order to look at all these other factors. And as an OT, what you're going to do is you're going to look at what is impacting them. One of the main impacts you're going to look at and treat is the kid's wrist range of motion. Their wrist will rest in radial deviation and appear curved. For these kids, OT begins within the first months of life in order to lay the groundwork for complex surgeries. Initially, OT begins with gentle passive range of motion at the wrist to prevent extreme radial deviation contractures from occurring. But additionally, OTs are going to look at the child's ADLs dependent on age, their development, range of motion of all other bilateral upper extremity joints, and their thumb positioning and movement. Okay, now let's get back to their wrist. It's crooked. What do you do as an OT? I mean, you're going to make a splint? I mean, fabricate an orthosis. This is to stretch the wrist into ulnar deviation and prevent radial deviation because remember, they have a short radius or no radius at all. 
the splint should only be used for nighttime since these little ones need to develop their hand skills during the day. Okay, so a little bit more on the purpose of this splint. It centers the carpus on the wrist. Think of your wrist carpus like ice cream and your forearm as the cone. If the ice cream cone is tilted, the ice cream is eventually going to fall off. The orthorsis keeps the ice cream from falling off and it centers the carpus on the ulna. This splint is just the first of many that these children will wear throughout their development. They're gonna need new ones as they grow and the old splints don't fit them anymore. All right guys, so stay tuned for the next video in my series that will discuss children that have radial longitudinal deficiency and hypoplastic thumbs. Remember, there's no correlation between thumb hypoplasia and radius involvement, but the two diagnoses are associated with each other. So these kids are highly likely to have thumb hypoplasia. I'll see you next time on Mini Hands with Montoya.